Excellent songs. Appreciate that this morning. I always love learning a new song, especially when it has words like that. And amazing. So grateful for that. Um, appreciate you being here and braving this wild winter weather. I have news for you. You live in Canada. Get used to it. You either embrace it or you go insane, and some of you are on the verge of insanity, so learn how to embrace winter. I love it. I do. We were out in it on Friday night. We drove to North London on purpose. It was terrible. We shouldn't have been out, but it was fun. We enjoyed it. Almost got in an accident and everything. It's an adventure. That's how you have to look at it. I want you to do this for me this morning, though. I want you to pray for people, okay? If you haven't seen somebody here in the last little bit, would you pray for them um, and maybe reach out to them? There are many, many people who are sick and uh, going through. I can hear a bunch of coughs already today, and uh, there's a lot of it going around. So uh, please pray for each other and uh, reach out to one another and uh, just be an encouragement to one another. Let's start this morning with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for all that you do for us, Father. Thank you so much for being such a wonderful Savior. We have so much to be grateful for this morning, and if nothing else, we know you as our personal Savior, that we can be grateful for. Father, if there's one person here today that does not know you as personal Savior, I pray that today would be that day that they would understand their need of Jesus Christ and his death on the cross for their sins. And Father, I pray your will be accomplished here today. Thank you so much for all you do, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Our culture today is extremely concerned about something called sustainability. Sustainability. Maybe you've heard about it. It's a fairly new concept that is concerned about sustainably sourced things. There's things called sustainably sourced fruits and vegetables, sustainably sourced fish, sustainably sourced coffee, sustainably sourced clothing, shoes, and a complete myriad of other things that are sustainably sourced. And I'm going to struggle with that word today already. I practiced it and everything. Sustainability is an interesting word, however. If you're in the habit of writing things down, I challenge you to write this down. Sustainability refers to the ability to maintain or support a process continually or continuously over time. It is the ability to maintain or support a process continuously over time. And so again, if you think about it, our culture is doing its best to try to preserve and sustain the earth and its resources. Okay? We want sustainably sourced things. So that way when we go when we have coffee, right? Who likes coffee? Raise your hand. I'm going to get you involved this morning, all right? I like coffee. I want to be I want to be able to have coffee for my entire life. After that, I don't care. Okay? But I want to be able to have that for my entire life. So please make sure you don't cut down all of the coffee trees. Is that even a thing? I don't even know where coffee comes from. However, in order to have something sustainably sourced, you know what it takes? It takes a great deal more time and a great deal more effort. It comes with a great deal more time and a great deal more effort in order to come out with an equal or better quality product. But this time and effort does something very specific. Think about this for a second. This time and effort ensures that the resource will be around for centuries 
to come. Sustainability is really a unique and somewhat logical concept. But most of all, I want you to know this, it's a biblical concept. It's a biblical concept, maybe not in the idea of clothing, but in the idea of our spiritual lives. Bible Baptist Church has been in existence for 47 years. 47 years. October 26, 1976, we became into existence. For that entire time, the goal of Bible Baptist Church has been to make a difference in our community, to make a difference in the city of St. Thomas. From its inception, Bible Baptist Church has wanted to be a place where we can make a difference in this city. And 47 years later, guess what? That's still our goal. That's still our goal. We continue to strive to see and let every single person in this city know who Jesus Christ is. That's our goal. If you don't know that, welcome to Bible Baptist Church. Okay? Our goal is to tell and let every person know in St. Thomas about Jesus Christ. Not just about Jesus Christ, but what he's done for them. We want them to know that. Here's the reality. We believe Jesus Christ makes a difference in people's lives. Let me say that again, because it's so good. We believe Jesus Christ makes a difference in people's lives. We believe that wholeheartedly. We believe that. As we get further and further along in our spiritual lives, it seems that the difference that Jesus is supposed to make gets smaller and smaller. Remember back to when maybe you first started coming to church? Or maybe you remember back to when you first accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? Remember you were excited about everything? You were excited to walk into the doors of the church. You were excited to sing the songs. And a new song, I haven't heard this one before. Ooh, that's good. I like that one. And you just get really excited about every little thing. It was amazing. You remember the first time that you said something to your coworker that you got saved this week, or you know something about Jesus Christ, or you got together with a church family or friend and you got together and did this and you began to talk about some things that you've learned in your Bible reading. Listen, everything was just exciting. But as you go along in life after a little while, things just aren't that exciting anymore. Ah, I don't like the way they did that. Ah, that new song I don't really care for. Ah, I don't like the way the, you fill in the blanks. And after a little while, you kind of get just not as excited anymore. The passion wanes. The things that were changing in your life for the better have somewhat settled down. You, for lack of a better phrase, you found a new normal. Yeah, I go to church every Sunday. Yeah, that's my new normal. It's not as exciting as it used to be, but it's my new normal. It seems that the difference that Jesus makes gets smaller and smaller. Anybody else feeling that, or is it just me up here? Let me ask you a very, very important question this morning. Is that because of Jesus or because of us? Is he neglecting us? Or would it just so happen that we are neglecting him? 
In this life, there has to be a way that we can sustain a wonderful, effective relationship with Jesus Christ, not just over the first couple of years, but over the entire course of our lives. Maybe you're new here this morning, you haven't been to church before, or very little, and you know some quote-unquote Christians. You know some people who, man, they got really excited and they made a bunch of changes in their lives and then all of a sudden they went back to doing the same thing they've always done. Maybe you know some people like that. Listen, newsflash, that happens all the time. And I'm not trying to say that's a good thing. But what I'm trying to say is that's normal. And what I want to get across today is, listen, though that is normal, that should not be the norm. And many of us are guilty of that. Many of us are guilty of getting on fire and passion for Jesus Christ and then slowly deteriorating. There has to be a way to sustain this wonderful, effective relationship with Jesus. Well, I have news for you. There is. There actually is. Like everything that is sustainable, however, it takes a great deal of work and a great deal of time, but the product is far better. I'm not sure how you feel, but I don't want to see Bible Baptist Church fall this year. I don't want to see Bible Baptist Church quit this year. I don't want to see Bible Baptist Church cease to be in existence 10, 20, 40, 100 years from now. There's only one way that we can be sustainable, that we can sustainably maintain seeing Jesus make an incredible impact in our lives and in the lives of our community. And that is going to be our theme this year. The theme for Bible Baptist Church this year is this, rooted. Deep roots, lasting fruit. Rooted, deep roots, and lasting fruit, we must have deep, deep roots if we are ever going to have lasting fruit. If we are going to see the fruit, which we'll find out to be the outward reward of an inward effort. By the way, that's what fruit is. It's the outward reward of an inward effort. When I walk up to an apple tree, I'm very thankful for all the work inside the apple tree did. So that I can take that fruit. It's the outward reward of an inward effort. If we're going to see that fruit, we must have deep roots. If we're going to see the incredible, consistent development of Jesus Christ in our lives, we must, we must, we must have deep roots. Now, you might all agree with me. And I would appreciate that because I think I'm right. But here's where most of us actually get it wrong. Is when we think about deep roots, we have deep roots in all kinds of things, don't we? Some of you have deep roots in the maple leaves. Why, I don't know. Spring's coming. The leaves fall every spring. Some of you get that in a little bit. Many of us have deep roots. Okay, we have deep roots in family traditions. I love family traditions. I'm a traditionalist by nature. I like traditions, and I, I don't like changing them. 
I like keeping them the same over and over and over and over again. I have deep-rooted family traditions. Many of you have deep-rooted habits. Some of, you, you've tried, some of them you've tried to kick, but you just can't. Others of them you're very thankful that you have them, like brushing your teeth every morning. Deep-rooted habits. There are many of us that have deep-rooted cultural ties. Deep-rooted cultural ties. Listen, I'm loud and obnoxious, okay? Can you guess where I'm from? It's deep-rooted. It's just a part of who I am. I can't change it. I've tried. I've tried to keep my mouth closed, and it just doesn't work. There are some of us who have deep-rooted church traditions. And truthfully, the list could go on and on and on and on. These things are a part of the fabric of who we are. In some ways, they define us. In fact, you could say, I'm an American. That defines me. I'm a Maple Leafs fan. That defines me. You see, you've probably even heard someone say this. Let's get back to our roots. Right? And in some ways, that could be a good thing. Canadian culture. Let's get back to our roots. Let's get back to the way this country was formed and made. Let's do that. But let me ask you this question. Are these the deep roots that we're supposed to have in order to have lasting fruit? Do you think that our cultural ties are going to give us a sustainable difference? Do you think that our church traditions are going to give us a sustainable difference? Are our family traditions going to enable us to see sustainable fruit? The answer to all of those is no. Listen, family traditions are wonderful. Church traditions are wonderful. Your cultural ties are wonderful. But we're talking about something far bigger. But as time goes on, what do we lean on the most? As time goes on, we lean on our church traditions. As time goes on, we, leave on our, we lean on our family traditions. We lean on our cultural traditions. We lean on all of those things. Why? Because they come natural to us. They're easy for us to fall back on. It's easy for us. But I want you to see a verse this morning. This will be our theme verse for the year. In fact, I challenge you to memorize it. It's not hard, but I want you to turn to John 15. I realize I haven't told you to turn anywhere. John chapter 15. John chapter 15. John 15 and verse 5. The Bible says this. I am the vine. Ye are the branches. Watch this. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth what? Much fruit. Watch this. For without me, ye can do nothing. For without me, ye can do nothing. Listen to me. The only way we can produce lasting fruit is by being rooted in Jesus Christ. Don't miss it. The only way, the only way, the only way we can produce lasting fruit is by being rooted in Jesus Christ. 
We're talking about lasting fruit in our own lives. Listen, what do family traditions do for you? After a while, do they kind of become stale? Do you kind of want something more? Do you kind of want to get out and do something a little bit different? Oh, maybe you're a real traditionalist and you think, nope, I just love my tradition. Listen, what is it producing in not only yourself but other people? You see, Jesus Christ is not something that ought to come stale. Jesus Christ is living. He's abiding. He's something great. He's something powerful. He's something spectacular. And he should be in your life as well as other people's lives. I want you to notice the last part of the verse. Without me, ye can do nothing. If you're in the habit of marking your Bible or you have a phone and you want to just highlight that verse, listen, highlight it, mark it, put an exclamation point by it. Listen, for without me, ye can do nothing. Without Jesus Christ, we have nothing. We are nothing. We try and 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 we think up new ideas, and we try those new ideas, and we think up new methods, and we try those new methods, and we try, 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 try. But listen to me. When we try and try and try and try, guess what we'll do? We'll just wear ourselves out. My concern is that as a 47-year-old church, we can easily fall prey to this type of thinking. If I just try harder, I can produce more Again, if you're in the habit of writing things down, write this down. Trying harder will only produce exhaustion. Trying harder will only produce exhaustion. You see, what must we do? Verse 5 says, he that abideth in me and I in him. You see, this is mutually exclusive. You abide in him, he abides in you. Abiding is a unique word. Abiding gives the connotation of, guess what? Waiting. The Bible says in Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Abiding gives the idea of staying or dwelling. Anybody feel rushed about the word abide today? Just waiting, staying, dwelling. Now I know that's hard for some of us. We took a week's holidays and I was like, okay, we got to get back to it. I got to do something. I can't sit in the house anymore. I got to get going. Some of us struggle to sit still. And so this is, comes difficult to us. Abiding, waiting, staying, dwelling. Let me put it to you this way. It's kind of like putting down roots. Anybody ever heard that term? Ah, we want to live in St. Thomas. We want to put down roots here. This is where we're going to stay. This is where we're going to abide. This is where we're going to dwell. This is going to be our home. We aren't going anywhere. Again, write this down. Abiding will produce fruit. Abiding will produce fruit fruit. Trying harder will only produce exhaustion, but abiding will produce fruit. Go back to Matthew chapter 11 with me, if you would. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. 
Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28, the Bible says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn of me. Why? For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Did you notice it? What is the solution to working harder? What is the solution to exhaustion? Come unto me. Come unto me. Come unto me. Where are we supposed to go? When we're exhausted. Where are we supposed to go when we've tried everything we can try? Where are we supposed to go when we don't have any more ideas? Where are we supposed to go? To Jesus Christ. The reality is we ought to be living with him. Not just, as we said last week, running to him when times get tough. You see, he is the only source of power. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 in verse 5, the Bible says this, not that we are sufficient of ourselves, to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. Again, I think it's pretty simple to understand. The thought idea here is that of a tree. A tree rises high into the sky. It soars over the grass. It soars over mankind. It soars over most animals. A tree rises high into the sky, it sustains through even the most brutal of winter storms. It got pretty windy out last night. Majority of the trees are still standing. Over the life of a tree, it will send down an abundance of roots that will tap into its source of water and nutrients. It has been proven that a tree with deep roots will live longer and produce more fruit than a tree that has a shallow root system. Now let me stop you right there. A tree that has shallow roots will live, thrive, and produce fruit. It will. But its sustainability will be threatened over time. You've all seen it. You've all seen a business come on the scene really fast and then disappear almost as fast as it came in. You've seen churches do the same. You've seen Christians do the same. In fact, the Bible talks about a sower went forth to sow seed. And some fell among the stony ground. Some fell among the thorns. And the cares of this life and the stony ground wouldn't let it take root. And because of that, when the sun came up, it withered it away. Because of the thorns, the cares of this life came up and choked it. Listen, deep roots produce lasting fruit. This is so much like our spiritual lives. Listen to me. We can argue all day long about the fruit that we've seen in the past. You can look at 47 years of history in St. Thomas. 
47 years of history, and you look, there's fruit after fruit after fruit after fruit after fruit after fruit. Listen, God has done some amazing things here in St. Thomas. It's great, it's wonderful, it's powerful. But listen, we're not talking about the past. We're talking about longevity in the future. We're talking about what our future looks like, and not just Bible Baptist Church, but you as an individual. You as a follower of Jesus Christ. Sustainability. We are so happy that we've had fruit in the past. But we need to continue to see Jesus make an impact in our lives and in the lives of people around us. I want you to go to Psalm chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. Verse 1. Psalm chapter 1 and verse 1. Psalm chapter 1, in verse 1, the Bible says this. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Watch. But his delight is where? In the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Watch this, verse 3. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Take special note of verse 3. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what wind comes. It doesn't matter what blows. It doesn't matter how it comes. Listen, it doesn't matter. The tree produces fruit and continues to prosper. The tree produces fruit and continues to prosper. Notice verse 4. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. This Fruit-bearing, this prospering, this beautiful, successful, sustainable life does not happen for the ungodly. As soon as a wind comes up, they are blown away, and they will never produce fruit. Some of you may be sitting here wondering, well, what is the fruit? All of us think we have an idea of what fruit is. Some of us think that fruit is money. Some of us think that fruit is winning people to Jesus Christ. The Bible talks in Galatians chapter 5, something called the fruit of the Spirit. It's love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, kindness, faith, meekness, temperance. The Bible says against such there is no law. Listen to me, we're going to spend an entire year walking through deep roots and lasting fruit. I want you to understand that we don't define what the fruit is. 
There will be preachers all around the world this morning that will read this verse and say, whatsoever you do, prosper. You just follow Jesus Christ, you'll have millions of dollars. No, it's not true. Well, here's what I can tell you. If you will have deep roots into Jesus Christ, you will produce in abundant levels something that you cannot produce on your own of all these love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness. You'll have self-control like you've never had before. You'll love people like you've never loved them before. And I'm not even talking about your family. I'm talking about those unlovable people. You'll have joy like you've never had before. In fact, in John chapter 15, he says, These things have I written unto you, that my joy might be in you, and that your joy might be full. You'll have peace. The Bible says that passes all understanding. You'll be long-suffering. You know, that's a fancy word for a lot of patience. Drive down the 401 for a day, and you'll need it. The only tree, only the tree, excuse me, that is rooted in Jesus Christ will stand. Only the tree that is rooted in Jesus Christ will produce fruit. Only the tree that draws its nutrients from Jesus Christ will sustainably be able to produce fruit. For the entire year of 2023, we came into church, we heard preaching on the fact that you have a purpose. You have a purpose in life. You have a purpose here on this earth. We learn that you are here for a reason, not just to sit in a chair on Sunday morning. You are made for far more than that. It's a wonderful and powerful fact. However, we need to fulfill our purpose, not just in 2023, but for a lifetime. For a lifetime. And the only way we can do that is if we are rooted in Jesus Christ. 2024 should not just be a regular, ordinary, ho-hum year. 2024 should be a year of massive change. Massive change. A year of massive impact. A year that develops, if you will, a taproot. That is sent so deep that it yields a lifetime of lasting fruit. My question to you today is simple. Will you choose today to become rooted in Jesus Christ? You may be still asking, I'm not sure how to do that. We'll explain that to you. But will you choose today to become rooted? Will you choose today to have deep roots so that you can have lasting fruit? That is our theme this year at Bible Baptist. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I pray, Father, as we... Look at our lives. We would have an honest look and ask ourselves, am I seeing the fruit of Jesus Christ in my life? Am I living my life in such a way that change happens, Jesus is making a difference? And if not, Father, would you convict us? Father, if there's one person here today or listening online, that does not know you as personal Savior. I pray that today they would know that you died on the cross for their sins. You made a massive impact on Calvary.
so that we could have an eternal home in heaven. Father, I pray that they would know that today. Father, I pray your will is done here in this place. I pray all these things in Jesus' name.